we rolling? We are now rolling. Yes. Alberta <laughs> Filmmakers Podcast. Me, 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 me. Okay, anytime. Hello and welcome back to the second episode of the Alberta Filmmakers Podcast. My name is Matt Waterworth, and I really appreciate you tuning in. Um, really had a great response to our first episode with Spencer Esterbrooks. Um, a lot of people got in touch wanting to get on the podcast, which is great. That's exactly what this is for. It's exactly what it's all about. So we definitely want to have um, not just Calgarians, but also Edmontonians and Fort McMurrayans and Lethbridgeians and, and people from all over the province. Um, it's really important that we uh, make sure that the entire province is included. Uh, so I, I'm definitely interested in making that happen. And we might be doing some Skype interviews and whatnot uh, as we progress. But I just want to talk a little bit about what the podcast is. Uh, we, we covered a little bit of it last time, but uh, one thing we failed to mention is that it's a weekly podcast. So we do want to do this weekly, and uh, that means uh, that maybe we're covering the news uh, in the film and TV world here in Alberta a little too frequently because there's not a whole lot to go over. Um, pretty big election news, which is great, uh, but uh, not a whole lot of other things. So feel free, please, to send in your your news, your um, casting uh, requests, your uh, film, like festival news, all that stuff we want to share. And it's kind of hard to find it sometimes. So make sure you, uh, you use that AB film hashtag and we'll probably just find it that way if you don't let us know on your own. Uh, but yeah, so the podcast is weekly. And uh, again, it's kind of split up into three parts. It's news, then an interview, or maybe a panel discussion, maybe an essay. Um, but more often than not, it's going to be uh, a chat with a, with a filmmaker. Um, and we want to get some veterans on board and, and get some, some of the great stories from previous um, generations of the Alberta film and television industry as well. Um, and, and the new folks and the, and the people who are kind of hustling right now and, and going all over the world with their films or, or trying to get their films made and uh, hearing about what that's like. So very exciting stuff uh, coming up. Um, so let's just jump right into the news. Um, I should mention uh, that Scott Westby, normally uh, going to be around. He is away uh, for a few weeks here. So it's just me, uh, but uh, here's the news. Uh, Haley Pirog won uh, Best Emerging Filmmaker at the Jasper Short Film Festival, so congratulations to Haley. Uh, and Leonardo DiCaprio has been doing some interviews recently about his work on The Revenant, which of course was shot here in Alberta. Leonardo DiCaprio slept in animal carcasses on the set of The Revenant. The 40-year-old actor plays a fur trapper. And, uh, you know, my uh, my screen just shut down on me. Sorry about that. Uh, a fur trapper that sets out on a path of vengeance against his hunting team who left him for dead after a bear mauling in the new film. And in an interview, he admitted that he was forced to do some of the most difficult things he's ever done during the grueling nine-month shoot in Canada and Argentina. And based on some of the public reports um, from people who worked on the shoot, uh, I think they would agree that they also had to do some very challenging uh, activities out there. Uh, hopefully it's going to be an amazing film um, worth everyone's hard, hard work. Um, you can check out the rest of that piece by the Daily Mail uh, in the show notes. And of course, we did have that election. We have a new prime minister, Justin Trudeau. And uh, not a whole lot directly related to the film industry uh, so far, but he did release one statement regarding uh, Bill C-377, which is apparently somewhat uh, anti-union. 
the leader of the Liberal Party of Canada, Justin Trudeau, today issued the following statement in response to the passage of Bill C-377, an act to amend the Income Tax Act by the Senate. He said, I'm deeply disappointed that Stephen Harper's conservative senators have rammed through Bill C-377, a direct attack on Canadian workers and an attempt to weaken Canada's labor movement. A liberal government is firmly committed to repealing this deeply ideological and highly partisan legislation. It serves no demonstrable public good or necessary policy objective. As liberals, it is our fundamental belief that unions have and continue to play an integral role in the growth and strength of the middle class in this country. We will work in partnerships with Canadian workers to ensure that they have real and fair chances at success. Uh, You can check out that whole uh, release on the liberal website, and it's in the show notes as well. Uh, YouTube introduced a new streaming service. Uh, You know, a lot of new streaming services coming out, a direct competitor with uh, things like Netflix. It's called YouTube Red. And the New York Times says YouTube executives on Wednesday introduced YouTube Red, a long-anticipated subscription service that will cost $10 a month for the same videos ad-free. The company simultaneously announced YouTube Originals, a slate of original programming that will be available only on the paid service, which is very interesting when you consider what Netflix has been able to accomplish with original programming. Um, They have a whole, you know, thousands of really talented YouTubers who are exploiting that, that platform really well, and they may tap some of them to bring them into this YouTube Originals service, which means that we could be seeing YouTubers... Uh, up for Emmys, maybe? I mean, Netflix did it. We'll see what happens. I am interested to see how the YouTube Red service will affect uh, the YouTube Partnership Program because, of course, YouTube partners make a lot of money on the ads that are served with their videos. Um, So when you remove those ads and introduce a $10 a month fee, maybe maybe partners are going to see even more money. Who knows? It'll be interesting to see how that shakes out. And, of course, it was Back to the Future Day uh, and that was on October 21st. That was the day that Doc Brown and Marty McFly uh, landed in the future. And now everything that happened in Back to the Future happened in the past. So uh, a lot of fun, funny things, memes, and uh, great content was produced during the um, <laughs> during the day. But my favorite appearance must have been um, <laughs> Marty McFly and Doc Brown landing in uh the future uh for jimmy kimmel's show uh which he's doing in brooklyn this week i believe and uh they they had a very funny uh bit which you can check out in the show notes as well that's about it for the news again let me know if you have any uh any uh tidbits or anything to celebrate regarding your work or the work of your colleagues Um, we really want to make sure that we're uh, celebrating everything that this community is accomplishing. So feel free to hit us up on Twitter. Uh, we're at abfilmcast or just email us at hello at abfilmcast.com. So let's jump right into our guest. Today we have Mr. Dane Ewan. Dane is a brand new filmmaker who's just starting his first few weeks of SAIT. Uh, the SAIT Film and Video Production Program uh, is an awesome program that I'm a graduate of fantastic program and we talk all about it because what's interesting is that it's a pretty difficult program to get into um so if you're if you're somebody who's interested in applying this this podcast is going to be very useful for you um dane talks all about his his experience applying and what his first few weeks have been like and uh he's uh he's a filmmaker who 
has kind of been all over the world and is now finally settling down, uh, not all, all over the world, but definitely all over the continent. Um, and he's making his home at SAIT and really enjoying it so far. So uh, some great details about the application process and the selection process and some tips on how you can, if you're interested in becoming a, a SAIT student, how you can be selected. You know, it's uh, there are certainly actions you can take, steps you can take that are going to help you become uh, one of the people who gets picked. So have a listen. Enjoy. This is Dane Ewan. Uh, remember that we did record this a couple of weeks ago. Um, so we're talking to him in his third week of SAIT. Uh, he's probably more than a month and a half in at this point. And of course, SAIT, uh, sorry, and of course, Scott was with me when we did the interview. So uh, he'll be on the interview portion as well. Thanks so much again for listening, and we'll see you on the other side. How many how many days into it are you now? Uh, I, I think I'm about uh, two weeks, just over two weeks. Okay, I'm cool. in my third week. So what we wanted to talk about with you is the experience of going to SAIT. I mean, that's one of the one of the big options that an aspiring filmmaker has as far as education goes. Um, is what would the options be? There's Nate's Cinema Program. Red Deer College has a great program. Red Deer. Yep. Sate is is the king in Calgary. Yeah, sure. yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Mount Royal does have a, a program as well. Um, and the university has a, a film studies program. Yeah. University of Calgary. Yeah, um, right. Which is not as hands-on practical. But what I like about Sate is the tuition is decent, and um, we went there. So I think I think the the value that you're bringing, as we've talked about, is that you you have been through this process, um, and I think the plan is to check in with you a couple times throughout your. Your two years at SAIT and see what that what that process has been like and right and yeah so right now firstly we should talk about who you are uh but later let's talk about what your what your experience was like as a uh as as an applicant and as going through their acceptance process or their their right. uh, decision process and then what your first couple of weeks have been like as well okay. but firstly tell us about you where, where 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 do you come from so i was born in regina and i lived in uh, just a really small town, just north of that. And so pretty much out in the boonies, I started out in the middle of nowhere. So, uh, and then I moved around throughout my whole childhood. Uh, I lived in the States for a little bit. Um, really? Never really settled anywhere, so. Uh, Why all the moving around? <clears throat> um, well, my, yeah, my mom, like I basically just followed my my, uh, my mom. And uh, so she moved around for work and stuff like that. So uh, uh, dad was out in other countries in the oil industry. Uh, he had a farm in Saskatchewan. That's where we started. But gotcha. then, um, yeah, so cool. different uh, turns in life uh, led us you, all over the place. Where'd you eventually settle down, though? Edmonton? Uh, no. Well, I guess I mostly grew up in Okotoks, just oh, okay. south of Calgary. Right, cool. And uh, that's kind of where I went to junior high and high school. And uh, yeah, th- that's why I love Calgary so much because it's, it's the closest thing that I can call home. Gotcha. But I have lived in Edmonton and that's where I got my real start in, right. in film. And so you and I have have a bit of a connection because you sent out an email a little less than a year ago now, I think. Yes. And uh, saying you were coming from Edmonton just kind of starting your filmmaking career or, or um, endeavor in, in Calgary. Yeah. And I had done the same thing many right. years ago when I came to say it, I was coming from Edmonton. So... I, I kind of identified with that and I was like, let's, let's go get some coffee and, and chat. Yeah. Um, and so in Edmonton though, you had been working on a couple of projects, right? I know Trevor Anderson 
Yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I joined FAVA up in Edmonton. That's the Independent Film Society up there. Right. Uh, quite quite a, an amazing little group. For sure. Um, actually, and, and full of like uh, quite a, uh, very accomplished people and filmmakers. So uh, that, yeah, that was a, an amazing launch point for me. Uh, and Trevor Anderson was gracious enough to give me a reference for... Um, like yourself, Matt, uh, uh, for uh, SATE, for the film and video program there. So, yeah, yeah. So I worked on on a couple of his band's music videos, just as Grip and PA and awesome. stuff like that. And and uh, uh, The Wet Secrets, they're an amazing band. And um, how did you end up getting connected to him? Through Fava? Because he yeah, works there, right? Yeah, he works yeah. there. He's one of the directors. And uh, yeah, so yeah. And I just volunteered on his, on his shoots and nice. just helped out in, in any way I could. And I made my... A student film there as well oh cool and so yeah so that was uh, an amazing experience tell us about that uh yeah the student film was uh uh it was a very non-ambitious project so i just kind of wanted a um a simple project not I, I didn't want to bite off more than i could chew right which is very easy when you don't have any experience for sure so it was a it was just like a dialogue scene a little bit of exterior outside of a bistro and then an interior dialogue scene between two people on their first date very awkward uh but yeah, I shot it and and I took my time with the the setups. Did you write it? Uh, I wrote it. Yep. And yeah, so that was that. And and it was the most challenging experience of my life. I took three weeks off work just to wow. shoot this like eleven page, seven minute script. And um, yeah, so it, but it was also the most fulfilling thing I've ever done in my life. And wow. that's when I knew uh, I absolutely wanted to write and direct, but uh, and produce in general because. I did all those things. Great. Uh, yeah. And is it? Did you did you edit it, or what was the post production process like? Yes, I edited it myself. Actually, um, um, found some local people to help me out with last minute sound because I actually uh, so there's three shooting days and one of them I didn't have sound at all. Oh no! And we were shooting guerrilla style on the streets. I know that's not very professional, but um, <laughs> we had the permission of the local businesses. So, good, good. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that was very challenging. Uh, I had to like match pre-recorded audio, like dialogue, to loop it in and, yeah. and loop it in and lip sync it with wow. their voices. So it turned out like it's not it's not very viewable, right? But you know it's not. But you got it done. Yeah. Yeah. yeah for the most part, it's right. screened at the Metro Cinema. So, oh, wow. yeah, along with uh, my other classmates. I don't oh. think anyone's first project is it would be considered viewable. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but it, yeah, it was an amazing exercise. Yeah, for sure. Like, for sure. That's great. And um, extremely difficult, though. Like very challenging. Well, and like you say, it sounds like it's the it's the thing that made you know that this is what you want to do, right? Yeah. Yeah. It was just the energy and the like and the and having the passion to like really. Um, work at something you know is that's how i know and it's so interesting too because we find that people who have never made video before don't understand how difficult it is and how much time it takes yes and then what's interesting about it is when you do you you're like oh shit this is hard and that's when a lot of people are like i want to do this mm -hmm. right forever yeah because um, it's a challenge yeah really for sure it's a challenge and i don't think uh, once you understand what kind of a challenge it is and how how it tests you on so many levels that's when it's like oh awesome yeah it's, it's nightmarishly hard like right. it's like and and if you're a perfectionist it's <laughs> it's even more of a nightmare yeah. or if you have ocd like i like i consider myself to be like slightly ocd uh and like I, i'm like i want to like 
micromanage everything. But then when you get there on set and you have, and you have passion for something, you know, you just don't have the time. You don't, right. you cannot micromanage. Right. Filmmaking is not a one man show. So. And it's about finding <laughs> trust in, in your crew. Too, oh right? yeah, like, yeah. Like once you, once you know that, okay, this person is doing something effectively, you can let that piece go. Right. Oh like, yeah. Co- and he, costume is handled and I can, and once you know, they can make your project better. Yeah. Than what you initially thought it would be is like, there you go. Yes. Yeah. Uh, uh, totally. Okay. So you came to Edmonton. Yes. Or you came to Calgary, I should say. Yeah. Made the move. Um, and then we chatted and you were talking about wanting to go to SAIT. Mm-hmm. And so what, tell us, walk us through that whole process. What was it like from, from step one, what's it like to apply to SAIT? Right. Okay. So SAIT was a daunting thing to me. Um, I talked to lots of people up in Edmonton about SAIT and the film and video production program they have going. And uh, from what I heard, like I was talking to people who had made like their own little indie features and like like dozens of shorts and they had applied time and time again and they and they and they still uh, couldn't get accepted in for whatever reason i don't know why but um and they were just telling me like you know it's it's so insanely hard uh, i was like okay well I, I might as well not even try because because it sounds just simply too daunting so right i moved down here and the first thing i did was join csif that's the calgary society of independent filmmakers and uh and yeah almost immediately i just I joined their Yahoo group and just wrote an email and reached out to the entire community. And, uh, yeah. And then luckily, um, Matt Waterworth, you, uh, you, 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 <laughs> I'm right you were the, like, like the first one oh, to like, or one of them to like, yeah, reach back to me. And so we went for coffee and then, and but then who else, you were, who else kind of reached out? Uh, was there any, cause it's a great resource for, for it is. any filmmaker. It's that's amazing. amazing. Yeah. 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 And like, God knows what I'd be doing right now if I hadn't <laughs> actually joined. But um, I, I, I like I can't really recall anyone else, but, any but of the you, other particular people. All right, but but at least you know you found a way into the industry. I just think that's really important. Yes, it is. It's, yeah. it's a great resource. Anyway, it is. So we met up. Yeah, we met up. You actually, I think, in the first meeting, convinced me to at least try and apply to SAIT. and uh, and then that's the only reason I did. Oh wow! And. Um, yeah, and then I just never thought I'd get in, and but I got some really great references. I I was able to network right uh, through Full Swing Productions, <laughs> uh, a corporate party. We were talking about this. Oh yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so it was yeah. I felt like I was given a lot of great opportunities, and I was very lucky for that. But but I also took advantage of those opportunities and, right. and made them work for me. So um I, yeah, I met my instructors before um, the application process had. So yeah, so we we had a, a, yeah. a our the second year of our company we had a little kickoff party and you came, mm-hmm. and also there was uh, an instructor named Rick Garbett, and so this is the the importance of this is that networking is so important, right? You got you yes. got to go out to these events because what ended up happening is you and Rick just chatted for I, I don't know like an hour, yeah, maybe more, just yeah, and so so Rick got a really great feel for who you were, right? And then when your application came in, he remembered that name, right? Yes. And I, yeah. And I was insanely nervous. Like mm-hmm. I was like shaking in my little booty. Like while you were there? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh I, I, I think I made it. It's like an extended an interview. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, yeah no, I, I made an ass of myself multiple times there, but, um, but yeah, it, it was great though. I mean, I just got to talk and he basically came out and said he was sort of like testing me afterwards right, right. sort of just kind of gauging who i was so now that you're in he said like just so you know 
yeah like after yeah exactly yeah so um and i met with him a couple times after that and uh, so yeah it was yeah exactly like it's super important to step out of your comfort zone Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. go out there meet people um but what is step one of the application because it's been a while and it's probably changed since i've done it quite a bit i'm sure is it just a, a written application this first step is you have to compile a portfolio okay. on yourself okay. and um, the portfolio is quite comprehensive. It's uh, they, they require two references of people in the industry. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I think you have to, uh, yeah, it's pretty much like a, a huge write up on yourself. Like right. any accomplishment or achievement you've ever had <laughs> in your life, yeah. you, you add it in. I mean, you For throw sure. it in there, you slap it on a, word document and then he mail it in right um yeah so and i didn't have a whole lot right it was, i don't well yeah it but it's just like but they know things. that right like, they don't expect yes no they don't expect to have it. a feature film or no. something yeah, yeah if no, you've no. got an oscar you're not applying to say <laughs> yeah exactly exactly yeah. I, I think yeah i think yeah sorry go on yeah it's just <laughs> i think it's important for anyone who's applying to to not be put off by that too much because they of know not no and i think they do want a mix of people as my guest they, they want do. some more experienced people and some less experienced people but um was the application, did they want to see your short or was it like, no, don't include any videos or DVDs? Or no, they don't, they don't want any videos okay. or any demo reels or anything like okay. that. So don't do not, right. <laughs> I can't pretty much can't stress that enough. Like right. you could have like the best portfolio in the world. And, and as soon as you, they find that CD in there or like a, a little hard drive, right. Um, they'll, you're, you're not being accepted. Be so be, so and you follow the rules right. word for word. And that's great advice for don't, any application, right? Yeah, exactly. Grant, don't, grant funding applications will, you know, have rules, read them because yes. if you disobey them, sometimes they want like three copies of the whole thing. And if you don't right. send those, they can disqualify you. Exactly. For and especially when it's highly subscribed, like, do you, do you happen to know how many people applied your year? I could be wrong, but the number that seems to stick in my head right now is 750. Wow. Uh, and they'll split that up into two groups right. when, they, when it comes down to a, a physical uh, interview process. I think it was 2,000 for us, though, wasn't it? Holy God. Uh, nah. No? I don't think so. No? I think it was maybe 400. I feel like that's the number I heard. Yeah, who knows? Um, but so, so the point is you're up against a lot of people, and they're looking for easy ways to cut people. Yeah. And so if you're not following the application guidelines, it's easy to just be like, no, you're out. Um, so you got your application in and what's the next step? And then you wait um, until they kind of get in touch with you. And then you, you uh, join a, like they'll split the, the applicants. I'm trying to remember, actually, they'll split all the applicants into two groups. And then you join them for like a group interview on campus and it's either in January or in the spring. And then you, yeah, you just sort of sit around in big groups and they sort of tell you what the program is then. Like that's when they, that's when they're trying to tell you, they're trying to like, like get rid of any disillusionment. People and people who are like, eh, maybe I'm into this, maybe I'm not. Right. Yeah. 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 It's like the final step, but like, right. like this is what it is. Are you sure you want to join? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, most people love it. Um, they love the idea of it. So, right. and then they yeah they sit around in like a, a big group therapy <laughs> session right. and talk. Like you just like kind of get to know the instructors and talk. So, but it's hard to like 
get your name out stand there. out like it's, yeah. yeah it's really yeah. hard to stand out in that so that's where i had to rely to rely on uh networking outside of right of right anything official like so I, so I, that was that was something we didn't have like for us years ago it was it was four people like so you would you would do group interviews but it was only four people not like how many would have been in a room 50 no there was like three 300 300 in in your single group i think so how do they even i don't even understand maybe how, i think so so maybe right. maybe it was like 150 well that doesn't add up though does it uh I, well, they i'm might, sorry my memory well, is a like, lot my yeah it was a my lot understanding of is that they do do uh, 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 like yeah, a do. kind of a cascade <laughs> kind of a cascading uh, application process. Mm. So there's like, I think you got in on the first round and then I think there's a second round as well. Right. Because I was still, I was, I actually did another letter of reference for a guy who didn't get in. Um, and yeah, I think, I think there are different chunks. They, they kind of hit them in groups, but so it may have gone down to like 150 for sure. But uh, right. so for us, it was four people in a room and they would ask a question and we would each give an answer. Right. right. And so, how do you like is it is it like a like like so it was the instructors right like phil and rick okay so and and they're just running this this thing telling you what the application or telling what the program's about but then what do they they ask a question to the group and you can raise your hand or how does that work yeah yeah you get in like these uh smaller groups of like 15 or 20 people and then uh they'll they'll just sort of ask um very broad questions right I, I think like i'm really yeah i'm really sorry like it was like all like a kind of a blur for <laughs> a blur, me i was yeah. i was really scared right. uh <laughs> I, I had seen like all these groups of people um talking before we had entered the the big the big um like room right. where the interview would happen and i was just kind of like extremely nervous right. I, I i thought i didn't stand a chance yeah so like That's everyone what I sounded too. so yeah. knowledgeable yeah. That's what I thought too. I remember after my interview, I didn't feel like I bombed it, but I just felt like, oh man, everyone else like knows everything <laughs> yeah, already, yeah, too, and they're so much yeah. more talented than me. So and smart, that, yeah. They're so smart, and it turned out that was all true. <laughs> um, but I still went through the program, which was great. Yeah. <laughs> but the uh, so after that's done, uh, they would how did how do they na- how do they narrow things down at that point? Do they just say? So this group is in, and, and and is that it, or is there another phase? No, that that was it. Okay, like, well. and and there were a lot of people in there that yeah, I don't yeah, yeah. I don't currently no, know because they didn't get with. in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, I, don't, I have no idea what happens after that. Did like, you recognize anybody? It, Did anybody you you saw yes, in there make it? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I do. I do remember a couple people. That's and good. and my class, like, and I was very worried. I was I was um, worried on my first day. of of class like on orientation uh who my classmates might be and i, I right. was just you know because you don't you know the imagination runs wild and you don't know what to expect but right. i can't possibly imagine a stronger class yeah great and uh the the people there are just amazing they're, awesome. they're just uh yeah yeah like <laughs> sorry there's some <laughs> there's a murder of crows outside <laughs> uh, uh this, yeah no it's this uh, never happens but of course when we're recording a podcast yeah of course yeah it was like a they just moved in house. yeah <laughs> probably can't even hear them on the mics but no so, probably not We're so just... that was it uh yeah and then what happens you get a letter or a phone call or you uh you go into your MySate. oh everyone gets an online MySate. account right okay. yeah and then uh you kind of just wait do so you, you like, check wait back no or... you do no you do get a letter in the mail oh, okay. okay saying like um you're on a waiting list or not a waiting list sorry i wasn't short on list. a waiting list uh, there's yeah there's a short list right uh and then and then you get this like account you get a student number 
I can't remember. Sorry, I was actually taking upgrading courses. Oh, um, so it's all mixed. Or correspondence courses. So you already had like a MySpace. Yeah, I already had a, a, a student account. Okay. So okay. I'm, like everything is a little bit mixed up in my brain right now. But, so it, um, so for you, it was kind of like hmm. you're up for these classes, and then it just showed that you were approved for them. Yeah, I waited like forever. Right, I waited right, right. months and months and months, and it would it would tell you if you're um, on a waiting list, but I, I wasn't on a waiting list, and then uh, so it was just like. Yeah, just keep waiting until yeah. August. <laughs> or no, until like June, I guess. That was the thing I remember too. They wait. Yeah. They waited a long time to like really close Several to months, the starting yeah. date to to find out. Yeah. But you knew. You knew back in, in June, I think, or something. Yeah. We had you out working on a project, and and you knew that would have been June. Yeah. June. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so that yeah so. <sighs> That's that. Yeah. Cool. So, uh, so moving moving forward, um, what did you expect before your first day of classes? Like, what were you going in expecting or feeling? I was expecting. Uh, yeah. You. Well, I mean, you kind of like. Yeah, definitely hands on. Like, I, I didn't want to study theory mm-hmm. uh, of film or or go into classes where I'm watching film with my peers and stuff like that so i wanted something hands-on where i can learn the the craft of filmmaking and uh and now now that i'm in my third week uh we don't really waste time in classes like you you you're definitely learning this the 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 quantifiable science and and craft behind it like so it's really great because um because i'm learning the things that that I would be learning or I would be forced to have to go out and work on other people's projects in order to learn. Right. Uh, but the danger by doing with just simply learning your craft on other people's projects and on other people's time and money is that if you make a mistake, um, you can, you know, I mean, it can come back and bite you. Maybe. Sure. So, so one of the greatest things about, about the state film and video program is that you can, you can make mistakes. You can actually learn. Um, you can experiment. You can take risks, and and it's there as as a as a sandbox right, for you to right. just play around with. And you, um, yeah, I mean those mistakes. If you hopefully you learn from them, and uh, you don't make them once you get out there in the real right. world. And uh, also, yeah, just like the I, I expected, I wanted to meet great people and network. And, and that's happening too. So, yeah, I mean, certainly, I mean, it's something we didn't mention at the beginning. If you're looking at education options, one option is to not go to school. Right. Mm -hmm. But I think the real, the, maybe the biggest benefit for me was the network getting to know uh, we had, a we left that, that program with, with a group of people we could access to work on our shorts and, and work on their shorts. Uh, and, and they were getting their own jobs and they needed help on, on bigger projects and was that true for you scott absolutely yeah the network um was was the biggest thing yeah and that was uh, something that i recommend when we go in and speak to the students is the people that you're meeting now are the people that you're going to parallel on your career through the industry and we're still working with the people that we went through state with i mean those are our closest friends in the industry are, are those people. So. And and sometimes we're their boss and sometimes they're our boss, depending on, on the Yeah, project. that's the nature of, of the business. So I think that's an important thing. If you're if you're in school, like you're kind of auditioning for each other as well, like be on time and do good work because somebody's right. going to get out and, and could be looking to hire you later. Exactly. Yeah. 
I also remember it was interesting the first couple weeks, just thinking back on it now, um, it was great to be in a crowd of people who also loved making movies. Yes. Because the conversations that I had yeah. were suddenly way different than right. with my friends from, from before. Yeah. yeah, people actually engage in, in, with my my interests now. So it's, uh, and I, I hear a lot of that feedback too. So um, yeah, it is. Like I, I talk now for hours right. about films yeah, yeah. With, with my like my. Uh, classmates and um and i feel like like i'm just learning more about films just by being surrounded by that by those topics right constantly mm-hmm. like like i feel like it's accelerating my 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 kind of experience and, yeah, yeah, and, yeah and i feel a lot more comfortable now in my That's own great, skin yeah, yeah. So, uh, obviously, we'll talk more about this in future interviews, but so far, three weeks in, what are some things that have that you didn't expect about the program that you're experiencing? Hmm. Yeah, I think going into it, it was important that I, I sort of curbed my own expectations. So, like, I, I wasn't... Um, like I, I was just kind of going in and, and I'm just, I'm just, uh, I was going in blindly pretty much. Like I, I read the course, uh, syllabuses and stuff like that. And, um, yeah, so I, I mean, there's nothing like I wanted to learn the craft stuff, the techniques and we're, we're doing that. So, and then, uh, yeah, but otherwise I, I kept my expectations sort of, sort of to the side. Um, but it's it's definitely exceeded expectations okay. in every way. <laughs> right, cool, cool. But uh, yeah, no. I mean, yeah, it's, there's it's nothing really going with an open mind. Yeah, because that I, I think you're I think you're yeah. well positioned in that sense that you know you know you have an idea of what it's going to be and and just let it happen is right. is not bad advice. But you, yeah. yeah, you you must have some. I mean, I think another question is not not to stop you, but like what <laughs> what are you thinking going forward? Because like like we said, we want to check in with you. Maybe at the end of the year and see right, yeah. see how the year is. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, gotcha. Um, yeah, like one thing was that going in, like I wanted to keep an open mind. Um, I didn't have, I don't have like uh, strong foundations in like or or in my intentions of becoming like something very specific. Right, right. Uh, so like I'm interested in writing, directing, and producing, uh, but but my mind is so open that like um, I, I want to experience what it's like to be, you know, a grip or, a, you know, a cinematographer or an editor. I just need to keep my mind open. Yeah. I, I don't want to like, I, I'm 25 years old now. So I've gone through life being a romantic of, and uh, having my expectations about how life is going to be and how it's going to, um, you know, twist and turn. And, uh, Right now, it's just uh, it's just too important for me to uh, like I I want to develop and I and I'm developing, but but right now it's it's so hard for me to 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 like express more uh, of a discovery phase right now. Yeah, 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 totally. Like I'm just letting everything wash over me right now. For me, the first year was was uh, totally about that, keeping an open (laughs) mind to everything that that the program's offering because there were people I know who who had one kind of direction in mind and the first year made them change course a little bit, right. which is great. Right. Um, and so that's what, I think that's what the first year there is designed for is to, is to immerse you in everything so you can make a strong decision for your, your, is that still the case? We absolutely in your it's, second year, you make, 
yes. uh, a choice as far as your your um, specialized. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, uh, what would you think you might choose? So, for for, for listeners, today. there's three streams yeah. that you specialize yeah. right. in. Yeah. One is uh, producing directing. Uh, one stream is craft and technical, which is cinematography, grip, sound, and one is post production. Right. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's so right. going into it now, and and we'll see if if you've changed your mind by the end of this year. But what are your intentions? I think ultimately, producing, directing, and you know that that tier uh, is is my probably my greatest strengths, and that's where they lie. But um, but editing and and post production is also extremely interesting too, and. Um, uh, we have actually a lot of cinematographers in our class at the moment. I think we have a higher cinematographer to director ratio really? than most classes. Wow. So it's kind of, um, uh, that's nice to see because cinematographers are, you need to be extremely talented and skilled. Yeah. And I'm not, uh, like, I don't think my strengths necessarily lie in cinematography, but I definitely want to, like, in order to know the craft uh, completely you need to sort of know every angle of it yeah so like sure. i think a good director needs to know every angle they need to know uh, what it's like to be an actor they need, they need to know what it's like um to be a grip uh and they need to know what they're talking about when it comes to cameras and yeah. how to light circles of confusion yeah yeah no <laughs> it, it's yeah <laughs> i remember phil bringing that up and just being like what a, what an apt <laughs> name because i am so lost right now yeah <laughs> Uh, that's yeah. I'm sure that's a segment that you'll uh, you'll cover. Um, and safety. Do you remember safety? The 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 electrical safety. I remember that that class. Yeah. That was the that was the one thing mm -hmm. that was like really like Phil made it a lot of pressure because he was like, this is the only thing that if you don't get seventy five percent or higher on or even more. I think it was a lot more. You fail. Yeah, more. it might be. I think it was like you had to you had to ace it or die basically yeah, yeah, yeah if exactly. you don't yeah. we will electrocute you yeah. yeah that's what he told us too. yeah, yeah. <laughs> not so to, uh so who are your instructors you got phil letourno who's the craft and technical yeah who else we have rick garbett who's teaching us at the moment um the history uh to film and video cool um then we have jason long who's uh teaching us screenwriting and story and then we have um uh, let's see here. Uh, Ryan Schrimmel, who's teaching us sound. Sorry, sound. Maybe I should enunciate. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, we have a newer instructor who came in at the last moment. His name's Matthew. Ah, sorry, I can't can't recall his last name. But he's he's a uh, he's a uh, I think he co-owns uh, business on camera. Oh, okay. Uh, the company. I local think I've heard of that. Yeah. Company. Cool. Um, uh, he's teaching as media and graphics. Nice. And then, Sweet. Um, uh, oh, and then we have a, a, a sorry, Shane. Darn. Um, I, yeah. I Shane, remember him as Shane too. Yeah. yeah. And Lane. Shane, Shane and, and Lane. Shane McQueen? Is that uh, it? It might be. I'm not, I'm darn. Isn't Shane this McQueen? Is terrible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's, terrible. there's a designer named Steve McQueen. Shane McQueen, I think is his last name. There's yeah. also a director named Steve McQueen. Yes, that's right. And an actor. Um, <laughs> There's uh he taught us uh he he get, he get, he put super eight cameras in our That's hands, right, which we did, were yeah. really surprised about. But it ended up being a ton of fun. It I don't know if we're, are you doing like a super eight film? Um or has that changed? Yeah, yeah. We do uh five short films just to master technical nice, cool. uh side and on like, super eight. Uh we do one one of those uh, okay. is on super yeah. eight. Interesting. And it's in camera editing. Yep. So you you shoot 
what you're going to see cool in the final product. And then, uh, yeah, so that's a fun class, but that's like how, how you learn how to like manage a production book and, um, and sort of like do storyboards and direct and just, it's like mini, it's just a mini feature pretty much like who's doing post-production. Uh, I'm not in post-production in the first semester. Oh, okay. So, right. Fair enough. Um, and we have, we, there's more classes than there are professors. It's just that uh, instructors kind of overlap into other sure, classes. Course, yeah, so, yeah. so Shane, I've only had him once, actually, because I think he's been ill oh, okay. lately. So so it's, Lane has been covering for him. Gotcha. Yeah. And what about Rhett Miller? Is he not around anymore? Hmm. I don't, huh. uh, not that I'm aware I, of I guess yet. Not. Yeah. Maybe. But maybe he, in the next Yeah, the next he might be I'm in the here. next semester. Right. Because at a certain point you split into two groups and I, I right. knew that he was going to take on one of those groups or he has in the past. Anyway, that's right. great. So so any uh, any other predictions or, or uh, thoughts about going forward? Are you one of the one of the big things that I regret not doing uh, is not using the cameras enough, not using the gear enough, right. having access to that gear. Are you gonna gonna get out there and shoot your own stuff a little bit? Yes, yeah. We've already started like forming little extra extracurricular uh cruise nice. and and we're doing our own things Great. and um I've, I've been in touch with lots of other people through people i know at sate and now i'm helping them out on their productions but it's extremely important to use um the resources that are available totally at yeah. sate and mm-hmm. which are a lot They're pretty much like like endless resources at yeah. sate and um yeah so you, you got uh, all sorts of industry cameras there um, they can just pull out, you rent out for an afternoon and then just get to know your way around them. Um, we have lots of second year students who spent the summer, uh, working on shows like hell on wheels and oh, wow. heartland nice. as camera assistants Great. and stuff like that. So like, yeah, like the, it's just invaluable. And the, like you said, like the tuition is, is like, you know, it's nothing really. I mean, yeah, it's not bad. It's not bad at all. And, uh, it's just yeah it's a great investment and it's yeah two years of of honing your craft um working outside uh with other you know professional projects uh, in the meantime and um and yeah like right now it's, it's like it's it's just kind of picking up steam right, right. so it's, yeah. it's just a little bit slow for sure yeah. like not slow as in like yeah but slower than it, it'll get extremely it'll get interesting yeah, yeah but yeah. but you can tell mm-hmm. it's gonna get insane it's wrapping up yeah, like sure. just yeah just insanely busy like um so i'm kind of just preparing myself for that cool and i I just want to do the best i can yeah so i don't have any um like i'm not gonna um yeah i'm not gonna delude myself into thinking this up yeah yeah pretty much (laughs) that's like all it's about like it's just me not like screwing this up so um uh yeah lots of pressure i'm a little bit nervous but seems like you're it seems like you're great, in it, which is great yeah 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 got you got to stay in it yeah exactly cool yeah so if you could if, if there's someone listening who is thinking about applying to sate um obviously there's no secret sauce um but what what sort of two key pieces of advice would you give to them as they prepare their application or, or are thinking about it yeah don't second guess your way out of applying mm. i mean applying there's no harm done in just the process of it. I mean, yeah, there's the, there's the application fee, but, um, <laughs> but yeah, do it, uh, stick to it. Um, put some effort into your portfolio, uh, show that you really want it and, uh, and just get out there and meet people, get out there and meet the community that, 
that you want to support. And because uh, it's, I mean, these are great people. Uh, you'll want to know them probably. If, you, if you're looking to make movies, you'll want to know these people regardless. And uh, yeah, and just, uh, uh, just, just try your best. Try your best. So, and be willing to sacrifice. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I think something interesting in there in what you said was, was show them that you really want it. Um, and the difference there being someone else might have said, tell them that you really want it, um, which I think most people applying would do is just to tell how much you want it. But if you can have projects that you're working on or have something finished, um, and be out networking like Dane was, that is showing that you really want it. You know, now that I think about it, I, I had met Phil and Lori, who was a long time instructor is now retired, but they were the two kind of, I think, decision makers, um, for the program. And I had met them both previously a couple of times I'd come and visited the campus with uh with an instructor uh, in from high school of mine he took like four or five of us to go and check it out from Edmonton and then I'd been to the open house and I'd been to student for a day as well right did you do that yes yeah. yes uh, that was one thing I actually forgot to mention that um it's absolutely important yeah. to go to the open house and student for a day yeah yeah yeah. because um, then you get on their radar right and yes I think that they makes just see your difference. face yeah. like even yeah. that is just yeah. so important yeah. And I remember my first day of, of class, Phil came up to me and said, I remember you, you came, you came and visited with your, with your teacher that one time. And I was like, that's right. And so he had, <laughs> he'd, he'd recognized the name and maybe he didn't remember me, but it just yeah. kind of, there was a spark of recognition. I think that makes a big difference and it sets you apart. It's the only way you can really. Well, it's like marketing for any, you know, commercial product. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, you gotta get your face out there and, and, um, you, you people will never know you exist if you just. If you hide away, and I'm, I'm and I'm a homebody, like uh, like right. like, yeah, yeah. like it takes a me lot too. of effort. Yeah. I don't to like get going out, out to, there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, it's, but again, like you have to sacrifice. Like yeah. uh, you have to just like be willing to to put yourself in a vulnerable position when it comes to other people, and yeah. uh, it's just too important for me not to. For sure. Cool. All right, so uh, we're gonna check in with you again. I think whenever i think <laughs> end of this year is maybe a, a a good time to to see how it went and see what your summer is going to look like um and maybe we'll uh, give this a listen and see see how you were now and mm-hmm. see how you've changed and where you've come uh how far you've come since now so um thank you for your time and we're gonna we'll talk to you again real soon i'm sure thanks a lot it was a real privilege All right, so that's Dane Yu, and thanks for joining us, Dane. Really interesting to hear your process and your experience with SATE, and I hope that it was valuable for those of you interested in attending a post-secondary institution. Uh, give you a great idea of what SATE's like, and we're going to continue to do that. We're going to have Dane back, uh, I think, when he is done his first year, and we'll check in with him again and see what the process was like and what he learned and what he would recommend to other prospective students. And uh, we're going to move right along to the calendar. The calendar is filled with delicious goodies. And uh, one of the cool ones coming up here on Halloween, uh, being put on by the Calgary International Film Festival, uh, is the Monster Movie Marathon. It's happening uh, on Halloween, starting at 7 p.m., goes until 7 a.m. And uh, 
It's going to be $20 and $18 for cuff members and, and media members. Uh, and you're going to be able to experience one of the new Halloween films this year, uh, Tales of Halloween, the horror anthology. Um, but it's going to be followed up by movies like Gremlins 2, Trick or Treat, Curse of Frankenstein, The Monster Squad, The Deadly Spawn, and The Fun House, uh, among others. So it's going to be an all-nighter. And uh, lots of fun goodies and treats, and I believe if you make it all the way through, you get a free breakfast as well. So uh, for more information, hit up uh, Cuff's website, the calgaryundergroundfilm.org slash monstermarathon. And Luma, the Film and Media Art Quarterly, is currently seeking new writers, uh, new submissions. Uh, The deadline for submissions is November 15th, and successful applicants will be notified by December 1st. you're going to want to go to lumaquarterly.com slash submissions to find out more about that. There's also the uh, Marta Loop Justice Film Festival is coming up on November 17th to 22nd. I've been. It's very cool. Uh, definitely worth your time. You'd be surprised at the kind of films uh, you might find and enjoy. Uh, you can check out justicefilmfestival.ca for more information on that. And the Calgary Society of Independent Filmmakers uh, is going to be holding two screenings that are pretty interesting coming up here on October 28th. Uh, Movies That Matter series presents the Black Panther's Vanguard of the Revolution. It's happening at the University of Calgary, the Gallery Hall, Taylor Family Digital Library. And then the next day at 2 p.m. at MRU in the Inniskim Center, a cool documentary called Elder in the Making, which is getting a lot of buzz from a local filmmaker here in Alberta. And uh, you can find out more about that at CSIF.org. Also important to note that uh, Ampia, the uh, Alberta Media Production Industries Association, is holding their annual general meeting on Saturday, November 7th at, 20, uh, at 10 a.m. until 11 a.m. It's happening in the Winter Lake Room at the Sun Place Hotel in Edmonton. And all Ampia members in good standing are eligible to vote on motions, including the election of board members. You're going to want to RSVP by November 2nd. If you're not attending the meeting, you can vote by proxy. And uh, new members, new board members coming up, uh, some some changes to uh, bylaws. Um, so definitely something to check out, especially since it's immediately followed by the David Billington Luncheon, which is honoring Gil Cardinal. And this is a yearly award that's given to one of our you know most recognized and respected members of the Alberta film and television industry. And uh, you should definitely go check it out because um, it's always a great trip down memory lane and uh, would be great to get someone like Gil on the podcast at some point. And let's get into what's happening at Fava. Fava's got a new website, which you should definitely check out. It's very cool. And uh, they've also opened the applications for their 2016 Fava Fest Awards. Um, You're due to submit by January 11th. Uh, and you can submit online at fava.org. And uh, there's a bunch of new categories and a lot of money available to filmmakers at various levels of uh, experience. And uh, why don't we jump right into all of the fun workshops that are coming up. There's a really cool one at Fava, actually. Um, And it's for people who are interested in color correction. Alexis Van Herkman wrote basically the the handbook on color correction it's called the color correction handbook uh and he's uh going to be doing two sessions at fava on november 14th and 15th the first one is for beginners to color grading and the second one is for more intermediate level folks and uh it's happening at fava the fava exhibition suite and it is uh something you can actually take for both days if you'd like um and you can find out more details 
at uh, vanherkman.com and of course fava.ca as well. Uh, the early bird deadline to register for winter classes is October 30th at fava and they're doing a screenwriting uh weekly class on Tuesday nights from 6.30 to 9 p.m. And uh, you can uh, you can register by calling 780-429-1671. And of course, there is the main course event happening next year starting February 20th. Um, and that is the intermediate production class. Participants complete FAVA's, who have completed FAVA's video kitchen course or have proven equivalent experience at the discretion of FAVA. Um, it's a class that will build upon basic knowledge of production and editing in order to take your craft to the next level. So uh, you can check that out as well at fava.ca and uh, register as well at 780-429-1671. And uh, that is some of what's going on. We'll be talking about more workshops as well but uh, in Edmonton, but there are some happening in Calgary as well, like the crowdfunding workshop at CSIF with Brett Furster. That's happening on November 12th at seven from 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. And it's uh, $105 for non-members and only $65 for CSIF members. So if you're thinking about crowdfunding your next film, this is definitely a worthwhile uh, way to spend some time to learn about how that works. Brett has been quite successful with a couple of campaigns, voting and, uh, and crowdfunding as well. So uh, definitely check that out. Uh, the Hot Docs Film Festival uh, it has an early bird deadline of November 18th, um, and the $100 Film Festival has a deadline of December 1st, so get your films in for those things as well. Um, that, my friends, will wrap us up, I believe, unless I've got any other things around here. I don't think I do. So thank you very much for listening. I really want to remind you, uh, definitely give us a rate and review on uh, iTunes if you can. Giving us uh, a rating is really important to help us um, get found on on charts and lists and, and things like that and raise the, the profile of the podcast. So your support there is really appreciated. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash abfilmcast and Twitter at abfilmcast. You can email us at hello at abfilmcast.ca and we'd love to hear from you. Uh, we had some great responses from a lot of community members, like I said, and and uh, would love to have some folks on. So if you're interested in being on, let us know. Uh, if you have a correction for me or a change that needs to be made, please let me know. I'll definitely uh, fix that as quickly as I can. And uh, would love to uh, hear what you think of the show. So give us a shout, and uh, we will see you next week. Thanks again. <laughs>